talk to me, damn it, or else I'm gonna throw you in the fire! You like scary movies. Ghost story and horror film addict. Ooh, scary movie. Welcome to Brookie Night with your favorite uncle and host, Alexis Chainsaw Massacre. Hey y'all, welcome to Boogie Nights. This is your favorite uncle and host, Alexis Chainsaw Massacre. My god, it's been a long time once again. How did time get away from us? I can tell you. Exactly. There's been a lot of rabbit holes that have been down that haven't consisted of podcasting. We have been working hard around the house to redo the horror room. That has taken a lot of time. But also movie-wise, too... Just, you know, there hasn't been anything that we've felt compelled to talk about. And yes, you might notice that I said we. Bizarlo is back. <laughs> Hello, party people. Hello, party people. Welcome back, babe. <laughs> Thank you for joining me once again. Of course, of course. It's always fun. <laughs> it is. So today we are sponsored by Aldi's Beer. <laughs> Holland. Holland. There's Holland like 10 different places on the box, the bottle. That's you, all it says, apparently. That's the name of the beer. Yeah, you never think for a second that it's from Germany or Asia or <laughs> any of those. And then I have some Great Lakes shit to give it a try. Had some Jersey Devil Fog or some shit. It was nice. And some Stumbleberry. Oh, God. Uh, you know, I don't like the real sweet stuff, but I'm, I won't. I will also not leave a beer behind. But we're not reviewing beers today. We're no, reviewing we're reviewing movies. Movies. So, just to let you guys know, since we watch uh, Renfield and Evil Dead Rise, there's been a lot of different shit watched. The one thing that we had contemplated uh, podcasting on was the Boogeyman, mm-hmm. and you know, it was it was cool, but like ultimately not enough to really say about it to make a podcast. Yeah, it didn't stand out for many reasons. Um, yeah, it's just kind of, you know. <laughs> it was a movie. Yeah, it's cool. Not a lot to say about it, I guess. It, But the reason I bring this up is because it led me to borrow Boogeyman from 2005 from my coworker, which I remember seeing back in the day, and when it came out, I remember not being that all that enamored with it. But then that led us down a rabbit hole where <laughs> suddenly I was borrowing Boogeyman 2. And so it goes. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my god, these 2000 vibes made me want to watch the Final Destination movies. And I've never seen 4 and 5 of Final Destination, but I've watched the first three. And you watched them for the first time. Yeah, just within the last week or so. two Maybe the last two weeks. Ago. Yeah, what's your, what's your thoughts in a nutshell? Uh, they're, they're very dated, but they're fun. Yes. Like, the parts that are fun are a lot of fun. Like, the entire reason you watch them, you know, for the... You know what's going to happen. Someone's going to get... Meet their tragic end in a very creative way. And, and yes. And they're, they're fun. And yeah, that's... For, for that, they're fun. Ultimately, fun kills... In that sense, it holds up. But we are not here to talk about the final destinations. Another rabbit hole we've gone down is the Insidious movies because the red door's out. I'm going to leave that alone because that'll be a whole nother podcast. But today we are here to talk about the blackening. The blackening. The blackening. So we had some conversation going on outside. We're both pretty, pretty big fans of horror alone comedy alone but when horror and comedy join forces i'm all here for it mm-hmm. 
Um, some of my favorite scary movie is my number one. Arlo will tell you how many times that we've watched Scream and then watched Scary Movie right afterwards. <laughs> Pretty much love anything the Wayans do. Horror and not. Like, the Haunted House movies were good. Dopey and Menace in South Central. And, and even the trauma stuff. It's like, yeah. you know, maybe more on the the horror side, but still tongue-in-cheek and, and fun for for fun's sake. Yeah. Know? I think Jordan Peele said something at one point about how comedy and horror just has so they parallel but they they come together a lot sure it's like the the, the thespian yeah thing, you know it's the, the two opposites yeah i i actually fun fact i am a thespian i don't know where my card's at to prove it <laughs> card carrying you put uh, i'm packing with a thespian card baby <laughs> no i'm not i don't know where the fuck it is so i have no proof of it at this point but trust that i got my thespian in high school and also trust that <laughs> i have no desire in acting now so there's this is that all real <laughs> this real is life. <laughs> yeah this is this is true this isn't an i'm fucking with you type of situation <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, the blackening we saw, I saw a trailer for it, I don't know, within the last couple months, and immediately I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be my type of movie. And I hadn't seen a trailer for it, which I, you I, I like not seeing. Yeah, you went in blind, I, I didn't went, realize went that. Yeah, just saw the movie poster, which was intriguing, you know. Yeah, what was it? Uh, we can't all die first? Yeah, the blackening, <laughs> we can't all die first. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so like, you know, it's going to... You know where they're trying to go with it. Yeah, and that's the thing I liked about it. It kind of, when I saw the trailer, it started with this game and the guy on a movie. I'm like, oh, it's kind of giving Saw vibes, but not nearly as uh, grotesque and looks more fun. But you could tell right away, like, hey, they're playing with some themes of black people get shit in horror movies. And it, you know, I. so we were talking about this after we saw it, like, Juneteenth was just declared a national holiday within the last couple years. So it's a new holiday in that respect. It's not a new holiday. Oh no, it was a Texas, I don't know if it was a Texas state holiday for years or, you know, but there's been a push for, since the civil rights era, for it to be a national holiday. Yeah, and honestly, like, I wasn't entirely sure what it was. Now I do. And the one thing Arlo and I were talking about the horror community in general is small, but I'm here for whoever, whatever, whatever. Like, I am excited. I'm always excited to see different um, different angles and horror made by different people. I love diversity. And so whenever I saw this movie, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely here for this. Let's go. <laughs> and I... I, I was laughing at the trailer. That's a good sign. And the reason we bring up Juneteenth is because they, this group of friends, goes to this cabin on Juneteenth. A, uh, a Airbnb situation. Yeah. You know. They they make it like, yeah, it's an Airbnb, but ultimately at the end of the day, it's a cabin in the woods situation. Yeah, yeah it's just <laughs> like the new version of that. Yes. Of, you know. Which... Yeah. Oh my god, you want to talk about another good horror comedy? I love Cabin in the Woods. But pretty sure they're all white. And, you know, white people all look the same, so. But the so, blood. I mean, really and truly, fuck. <laughs> so the movie centers around a real. Um, you know, uh, these two. The two main characters, I guess. Yeah. 
open the movie by going to the Airbnb. And, and, they're know, the they're first wait, ones there. They're wait. all excited, getting all decorated and setting the mood and shit. And we're waiting for the rest of the crew to show up. And they come across to a real Jim Crow kind of board game. Uh just kind of hanging out you know yeah the the middle piece is it, it very much is reminiscent of one of those quote-unquote antiques that you see that it's probably worth so much money but it's so fucking racist it's very blackface and one of those you all know what i'm talking about if you've ever set foot in any antique store especially in southern ohio which we have <laughs> so take it away baby i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you so yeah they they're getting this Airbnb set up, their friends are all meeting them, and they find this game in a game room that suddenly opens up, and they're like, okay, this is racist as fuck, but um, they kind of get egged on by the game in a way, and they're like, let me start playing this yeah, shit. Yeah, it, it sort of comes to life, I don't know, it starts speaking to them, you know, or for all that, you know, it seems like it's speaking to them. Um, yeah. yeah. So, it gets real dark real quick. And at first, one of the opening questions is, um, which black... there? It's all centered around black culture and whatnot, because the game is called The Blackening. So, they start off with... I think one of the questions is, which black characters survive an entire horror movie? And one of them answers, um, Jada Pinkett Smith, Smith and Omar Epps in Scream 2. And dude's like, they're the first to die, babe. L- literally the first. Yeah, yeah like the Stab. very first. That's the premiere of Stab and Get Killed. Yeah, and actually that movie, I mean, that got me thinking. There's not many. One of the things that was significant about Get Out is dude survived the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Like, right. But if you, because th- my first thought was Candyman. No, no, because Candyman all it doesn't like, turn out well. His but and his whole lore, like his whole origin story, is that he was lynched and like beaten and stuff. So no, he dies at the very beginning of the movie. The so no. And by the way, I apologize if they're scratching. The cats are... We couldn't get them out of here. There's three of the four podcasts in here. We didn't try very hard. No, we actually, we didn't. But that's okay. But so, yeah, that that got my, my mind going a little bit. I'm like, actually, I wouldn't have answered with that. But I don't know what I... I would have answered with Get Out, but I'm sure there was one before then. But it really... like So right off the bat, the movie gets you thinking, like... Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it makes you very aware. Well, even in, like, Predator, which is not, like, a quote-unquote horror movie, Carl Weathers dies, like, he doesn't make it quite halfway through, does he? Um, I, yeah, something like, I don't know. He definitely meets his end in the jungle. <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to see that alternate ending where Arnold dies and Carl Weathers survives. <laughs> it makes a stew. You mean, <laughs> all you uh, fucking Arrested Development fans out there... <laughs> We love the part in Arrested Development where Carl Weathers, uh, Tobias is trying to get acting lessons off of him, but he's just so fucking hyper fixated on food, and he's going to throw out a fucking chicken bone. He's like, "Oh, there's a lot of meat on that bone. You can make a stew." <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so, I digress. So yeah, that automatically right off the bat, that movie got my mind going. I'm like, "God damn!" Like. They really don't make black people to survive in horror movies. It's a white genre, probably. Yeah, and that's why I was really excited that this movie was being made. Anyway, so 
this starts off at the beginning of the movie. The the guy gets killed pretty much right off the bat. I'm, I don't want to spoil anything, but this is literally within the first three minutes of the movie, so I think we're safe. But So he gets killed. You're not sure what happens to his wife. Fast forward a little later, there's a crew of friends that comes, and it is Juneteenth weekend. Also, this got released Juneteenth weekend, which is pretty cool. Um, but, so they're all trying to, they're all college friends, and they're trying to have kind of a reunion type of shit, and they're just trying to fucking, you know, relive college days. There's drugs involved. There's alcohol involved. Right off the bat. They're partying, yeah. But it's a close, you know, it's a, what, a handful. Of, there's six or eight eight of them, you know. Yeah, and let's actually, let's run down the personalities real quick. And I don't remember their names. But you have... We, we have a Carlton character. Where he... I'm mentioning him first because he's the... What's wrong with this picture situation? He clearly doesn't belong. <laughs> right. And they're all kind of surprised he's there. And I, I forget his name, but I call him the Carlton character because from Fresh Prince, he's very much that yes. nerd. We have a guy that used to be, you know, kind of a gangster, but now he's settled down, allegedly, supposedly. <laughs> he's pretty cool. We have a heavier set lady that is fucking hilarious, and she, right at the beginning of the movie, runs into some fucking Texas Chainsaw type of fucks, and she's automatically calling him out. She's like, hell no, I just want my wine. <laughs> so, there's her. There's um, the chick that I know from Empire. Um, she's, and they make jokes right off the bat about how she's mixed, and right, right then and there, they're joking about that dynamic of who are you more like your dad that's white or your mom that's black so there's her there's her friend that is there's kind of a weird dynamic going on where she's fucking with this dude that she had fucked with back in college but she hasn't told anybody because he ran around on her and uh, yeah and she didn't and it's the whole thing of like i don't want to look like a fool again but then her gay best friend she especially doesn't want to tell because he was there for her very hard when dude was fucking around on her in college. So, <clears throat> am I missing any of the characters? I, I think that's that's everybody in the, yeah. the group. Yeah. So they're all meeting up for this Juneteenth weekend. They're having this like they haven't they all you know hung out in college, haven't seen each other in a long time. They rent this Airbnb right off the bat. Dude is having trouble getting into the cottage, and there's a white park ranger, not even a cop, a park ranger that rolls up. Dude from fucking Who's Line. Um, <laughs> the Jim Carrey show, yeah. yeah uh, that's what I meant. Well, he was in Who's Line, too, or no. Perhaps, it, I don't know. It doesn't, it, none of this is We important. don't know his name anyway, so yeah. it doesn't Oswald, I remember his name was on the show. Yeah, yeah, that guy. But... <laughs> but he, he's like, oh, you're breaking into the fucking Airbnb, you fucking thug. And they're like, no, we're just having a little trouble. And they shoot his shit down right away. So there's automatically that air of, like, we feel kind of personally attacked and feel a little racist energy going on as soon as the movie starts off. So essentially what happens for the rest of the movie, they're, they're all trying to unwind, having a good time. But then... Suddenly, this game room opens where their friends were already attacked. They thought that their friends were 
around somewhere because they had no idea otherwise that that uh, the friends that were fucked with in the beginning, they were still there to their knowledge or around. I had left to go get supplies or something. Yeah. There was nothing, nothing uh, shady at that point. You know, they, they don't suspect anything because there's no reason to. No. They're just like, let's get out to Molly. Let's make some fucking Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And they did. Dude made some Kool-Aid with vodka and like a pound of sugar, and everyone thought it was gross. There's a lot of funny stuff throughout, you know, it, yeah, it, it did. It did delivered on the on the comedy, but also on the horror side of it too. There was some some pretty intense parts. Oh yeah, and honestly, that drink too I related to because I used to make shit like that in college, where it was like, okay, what do I have? Bits of ramen bricks mixed with vodka, mixed with diet coke, perfect. <laughs> and. That shit's nasty, but if you're trying to get drunk as a fucking 18-year-old, then you're going to make it happen. It'll twist your head, yeah. Yes. So, these people are, all of a sudden, you know, they're partying, they're turning up, they're reuniting, and all of a sudden, this game room opens, and the blackening board game comes out, and they figure out they have to play the game, and, or else, and they reveal to them that the one friend at the beginning is still alive, and they're trying to figure out, okay, what do we do to save her? How much, like, what are we supposed to do with this game? What the fuck are we supposed to do? And it, it, it presents as a game, you know, that they're trying, but the consequences are very, very real, you know? Yes. There's no not playing the game. There's no not playing, yeah. And it definitely, so it had, it was almost kind of like, uh, it kind of put me in mind a little bit of like a Jumanji meets, um, uh, Saw meets, mm-hmm. you know, just Yeah, some there's g- a twisted, you know, like a moderator. You know, there's someone watching that is, you know, yes. terrorizing. Yeah, and so there's... That's definitely, you know, the horror part. But the, the comedy part... And I don't want to go into a whole lot of detail. Yeah, I think, like, all the, all the stuff I'm thinking of is... Is spoiler stuff that yeah, I don't I don't want to say too much. I will say that one of the characters at one point has like kind of a comic book style Rosa Parks um, screen print on her hoodie, and somebody references that that print is like, what would Rosa Parks do? Would she sit the fuck down? And somebody's like, no, that's ex- that's exactly what she did. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what she's trying to do, man. Yeah. I, so let's talk about how we felt about this movie. I know it's, it seems like we both felt that it got a little lulled towards the end. Like it was taking, like, okay, come on. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, you see where it's going to go. It, it doesn't have a lot of surprises, I would say. Like big, you know, you know what's essentially what where it's going. What's going to happen. Yeah, and even like the... The whole, like, grand reveal of who the killer is is not a giant surprise, but the, you know, the whole M.O. behind it is fucking it's hilarious. hilarious. The payoff is great. Like, yeah. It does have that, like... So you, you might guess who it is, but you will never you guess why. But, but you don't know why. Yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I thought was really redeeming for the movie because... It it's not it doesn't shamalan you. No, you, know, you don't go like, oh, I didn't see. I didn't see that coming. You know, like, but it it does still give a good, good, um, solid. 
you know, you feel like the payoff was all right. Yeah. You know, you, know, you feel uh, vindicated or whatever. <laughs> and I know we've had this talk. I felt like, you know, it was an awesome horror comedy, but to me, the comedy actually did a lot more for me than the horror. I shouldn't say a lot more, but I, I lean towards the comedy side of things. I belly laughed at points during that movie. And they leaned into both. Like, there were points when it didn't seem like a horror movie. No. And there were points where it didn't seem like a comedy anymore, either. Like, And the one thing we were talking about earlier, we were having kind of a pre-warm-up on the porch um, before we started this podcast. <laughs> I felt like this... Arlo brought up a good point, and I definitely agreed that this wasn't, like, a Wayne's movie. It was a little more... There was a little more depth to it. Yeah, there were some of the, like the more obvious low-hanging fruit jokes, but there are some more subtleties to that movie, and I feel like if I watched it again, I'd pick up on and just some the things. tone of it was different. It wasn't like a it wasn't like a parody movie. No, you know, but it, like I felt that. like the beginning of the movie did start off with some more low-hanging fruit jokes to th- make you think that that's what you're getting. But it got but better the, than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, you're right. It was very it it was smart. It was well done. It was definitely more satirical than a spoof, but there was parts that had me fucking dying. Like, I, 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 my stomach hurt. I was damn near crying. It, there was legitimately funny parts, and I hadn't laughed that hard in a little while. Yeah, I would recommend that to, I'd recommend that to my brother as someone who doesn't like horror movies a lot. Yeah. But, would enjoy it for other reasons, I think. Yeah, and I, in the, the thing that was interesting at the end, we because we went, well, okay. To sum this up, a lot of our local uh, movie theaters have closed just without a moment's notice in the last couple of months. Yeah, like so in the last couple of months, we lost two. Theaters. So all we have, because Arlo and I have uh, the Regal Cinemas Unlimited, which is why we. Just kind of go see whatever, because we're like, fuck it, we're paying yeah, awesome. 19 bucks a month. So, there's essentially two theaters we can go to now. One is in the suburban burb of Burbville, and, <laughs> yeah. and um, LaCroix is in all the water tanks there. <laughs> so, you have that, or you have... Um, <laughs> the complete opposite. We used to live right across the street from there, and... We first got this Regal Unlimited. We went there to see something. There was a random coked out manager. They told and he told us not to buy tickets early. Yeah, he was like, never buy tickets early. We never sell out. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, dude, your your energy is not really matching this situation. <laughs> so that's that's about all we have to choose from locally at this point. So the, the suburban fucking theater, they do have some really nice... Leather seats. Oh, it's an awesome facility, yeah. It is. But at the end of the, the movie, when I got up, I turned around and realized it was all white people and then, like, a group of an Asian family. And, like, and it got me to thinking, who was this movie made for? And then it got me to also realize, consider your surroundings, too. Like, um, we're, we're in suburbia right now. So right. I mean, it was made for... The you know it was made for the audience. Yeah, but and so like it kind of, you know, it it made me. I really hope that this movie did pretty decent on Rotten Tomatoes. It was eighty six critics, 
85 audience, that's, or maybe the flip flop. Which, yeah, th- very rarely do those two meet up, especially that good, high. Good or bad. Yeah. That it's so similar. That that's that seems. It it checks out, yeah. and so I I feel like that's that's a if that tells you anything, that's a pretty good reflection on this movie. Yeah, go check it out, guys. Yeah, I don't know that it's still in the theaters anymore. Well, rent it. <laughs> yeah, actually, I did see on the Fire Stick it was on the fucking digital. Oh yeah, it's some it's pro- yeah it's streaming now. I would give it a nine out of ten. It did lull. In a couple spots, but all in all, like, it was well done. It was funny. There were some good scares. There were some good kills. The drug humor was there, which I always mm-hmm. enjoy. But that's another fucking, like, little subgenre. There's a lot of low-hanging fruit with drugs. Where it's like, you can reach for that apple, or you can joke about this a little more. Yeah. And it, that wasn't a focal point of the movie at all. Mm-mm. But, but, I mean, naturally, if you're in a cabin, in, or I'm sorry, Airbnb in the woods, and you're meeting for the first time in ten years or whatever, you're going to fuck around with some drugs. Yeah, so, and, and it wasn't like everyone did drugs. It was like, well, I'm going to do, you do Yeah, you do what you... It wasn't like Oprah was to, there, like, you do drugs, you do yeah, drugs. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't how high or fucking... <laughs> no, it wasn't Soul Plane 2 or fucking <laughs> Half-Baked. Actually, I just listened to a um, Rotten Tomatoes is wrong. They do like these little, they're called After Darks or some shit, and they were talking about the best stoner movies of whole time of all time. But it's like you got to be careful how you define this shit because it's like, is the theme of the movie stoner? Is it good to watch while you're stoned? Those are two completely different. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> that's 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 the top. Yeah. Thing. So. I but I feel like a good horror comedy does have some drug humor in it because a lot of times they're poking fun at these personalities that are yeah. on drugs, but without ruining things, I I don't think this is gonna ruin too much. But like drugs didn't help or hurt anybody necessarily. That was not a determiner. <laughs> right, right. It was only a, it's it wasn't a focal point of the movie. Mm-mm. Yeah, if you haven't, go see The Blackening. I don't think that was one that was really talked about a lot. I like diversity in the horror community. I love, you know, anything that anybody has to offer to the table. I don't give a fuck if you were born upside down or (laughs) if your pronouns are it and shit, which mine are. But, (laughs) (laughs) like, I, I like that when different people bring different things to the table and I love to see different angles on things and one of the things that always bothered me about the horror genre was like you're terrible the black community like no don't and and that's why there are the the, are the tropes because the same things get made over and over yeah and And like the whole thing like I mean there's the horror cliches with like the virgin living till the end no fuck virginity (laughs) fuck celibacy (laughs) If you're doing that, I'm sorry. I mean, celibate. I'm sorry. I ain't trying to be celibate. And it's not for me. And actually, one, um, I'm not actively working on it, but I have a a story in the works about different, just pretty much breaking horror cliches. And 
my whole thing was like the main character was a black man. He's going to prevail. Um, the virgins will die first and <laughs> flip it on its head. Don't run up the stairs. And like that, let's, let's reverse some of that. Shall we? <laughs> I love it, but times have changed and it does. And that's the one thing like about the screen movies. They're trying to kind of push past some of that and play on that, but then also do a new thing and keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. I respect Tough it. Tough to do. Tough to do. It is. And that's... Honestly, in general, as time goes on, it's tougher and tougher to make a new movie. Because they're... I mean, Hollywood is running out of ideas. And only so many poultry guys can be re- can be made. So many Sharknados. <laughs> before there's a remake. Because right, right, <laughs> right. that, that's them wanting to just guarantee the money. You know? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. So, we'll see what happens, but... So, yeah, the blackening, definitely... We, we definitely give it... I'd, I'd go with a nine. Yeah. I'd, I'd agree with a nine. I think that's fair. You know, not... Yeah. I would 100% give it a nine. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Nine out of ten. And I just realized as we said that, I never have a consistent rater on this podcast. I'm like, two thumbs up. Nine out of ten. Um, my one toe feels good about it. Like, I, it's, never, it's never a consistent rating system. But That's fair. But one thing I can do is articulate why I feel the way about something. <laughs> I'm not always very articulate, but I, I do my best. But yeah, I, I would definitely agree with 9 out of 10. Good flick. Check it out. Yeah. Check it out, guys. Yeah, so coming up, we do Insidious, The Red Door... Is it just came out a couple days ago? That'll be something we go see. That talk to me movie with the the hand, which talking about low hanging fruit. There's going to be a lot of masturbation jokes with that hand. <laughs> I see it now. But so we'll definitely at least I will do a podcast about the Insidiouses because I did one on the red, not the red door, the last key, the last. Is that four? Yeah, and I have I have a lot to say about watching these again, <laughs> and because Arlo had never seen them, and they, I don't know. I have I have a lot to say about the Insidious series, probably a lot more so than this. But so that'll be coming up. Uh, what we do in the shadows season five is coming up next week, and we're very excited for that. That might be something we could do a podcast on at some point. Sure, so fucking funny. Um, any famous last words that you have? Smoke them if you got them. Smoke them if you got them. Make my shit the chronic. <laughs> I want to get fucked up. Uh, that's been fun. That's yeah. Good checking in with everybody. Hope everyone's well out there. Yeah. Stay well, stay well. I know there's a lot of fucking Canadian wildfires going on. Go guards. Go guards. Uh, go summer. <laughs> go uh, Little Debbie's Ice Creams at Walmart. Find them. Even oh, if you hate Walmart. Oh, as I how do. How cool would that be if they sponsored us? Though? Oh my god. Sponsored by Little Debbie's Ice Creams. <laughs> oh my god. I would sit here and go through a pint if they sponsored us. It would like, be a problem. Uh, then we'd have to get sponsored by Planet Fitness too. Right, and like we go there and oh, whatever. But yeah, <laughs> I would love to be sponsored. Hey, little Debbies, if you're fucking listening to this, please, please, we are a big fan of your oatmeal cream pies, ice cream, and uh, snack cakes. So 
please. That's that's my cry for help. Because <laughs> b- best believe we will eat them ice cream. <laughs> you know it. You All know right, it. babe. Anything else that you want to throw in? All right. I don't either. <laughs> well, everybody, over, baby. Over and out. Over and out. Stay, stay. What is it that I normally say? Um, stay spooky. Peace, yo. Story and horror film addict. Ooh, scary movie. Welcome to Boogie Night with your favorite uncle and host Alexis Chainsaw Massacre.